Mike Mike Shake, another episode of Sit Down with Slim. We're in the building, baby. Yeah, yeah. You know we got Big Keen again, man. The man of the hour. Checking in, Zaga Zao. Zaga Zaga Zao. Hey, don't get me started, bitch. There's nothing in this world that I can be. If I can be your baby. Hey, that song hard as fuck, nigga. That shit is. That my nigga, dog. Dog, that's that shit. I ain't gonna lie. Out here chilling by the fire and shit. What's been going on, bro? Man, thugging, goddamn, living his lifestyle. This shit hard. These streets rough. You know that shit. Nah, it's real bad. These streets rough for a nigga like me. How you figure? Nigga got bills. They got a kid and shit. They got a girl. They got a job. That shit hard, bro. Life just too much sometimes. For the listeners, we out here in Jacksonville. It's uh, Thanksgiving. I'm really just out here chilling. We chilling on the back, smoking stogies. This is my first time recording without my microphones. I'm recording with some lab mics, so I hope the sound sound good. If not, y'all gonna have to deal with it. I'm gonna get it mixed down, though. But yeah, you know me and my dog Big King, we always come with a good podcast, man. We got a couple topics for y'all. I don't even know where you want to start, Big King. Where you want to start, bro? All right. I want to start with something I was talking to you about earlier. My change of heart on hitting the trans bitch. Oh, we can start there. We can start there. All All right. right. That's the fire popping in the background, too, y'all. We got a little fire set up. But goddamn. Big King got an interesting take on this shit. This shit kind of gay. Let me hear it. This shit, this shit, big gay. This shit, big gay. But, nigga, as I grow as a person, I don't know, dog. Like, so, like, I was thinking the other day. So, the reason why we think hitting a a boy or hitting a girl that used to be a boy, right? Mm-hmm. We think that shit gay, or we don't find it attractive because. We always viewed it from a social aspect, like how would people view us? Or we view it from a religious aspect, like, oh, that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or some people just think it's wrong. But I was thinking the other day, like, what if you were to meet a bitch and you didn't know, you you knew nothing about her past, and she physically shared all the characteristics of your ideal bitch, right? Like, pretty face, pretty eyes, big old ass, big titties, or whatever the fuck you like. And 
you talk you've been talking to this bitch for a while and then you wind up hitting the bitch because she you know she didn't have the surgery and all you couldn't even really tell the difference and then she later comes to tell you that she used to be a nigga yeah like and you like not let we're not talking about just like y'all on some little fling shit we're talking about y'all like been talking talking and then she comes finally tells you like hey i used to be a nigga dog and like now i'm just fine as hell i'm a bitch now so i was like man you know what all that shit comes about like why why not let that man be happy and why why should you judge that man for that shit you know what i'm saying why not let that man be happy um i know but but see here's the thing I'm not saying necessarily I would be into trans women, but I'm saying if that situation were to happen to me, I've rethought my thoughts on that. Like, yeah, because you sound like some Mr. C shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you want some more pussy. Nah, nigga, hell nah. I'm just saying at the end of the day, nah, I'm starting to become a loving, a loving, gentle person, bro. Like, you, the older I get. Yeah, you, yeah, you're trying to see things from different... From yeah, different, like... Uh, pers- uh, different perspectives. perspectives. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... I'm gonna be honest with you, dog. I think anybody that can get catfished in this day and time, they just dumb as fuck. So you would consider that a catfish? Yeah, for sure. If you, but if like you, they're not get, saying they're if saying you get a, if you get a man to trick you and into believing that they're a woman, technically, technically, uh, by social standards, they would be a woman. Yeah. But biologically, that's yeah. still a man. If you can. If you can get somebody to trick you into that shit, yeah, you got your ass catfish. So with that being said, my nigga, you didn't go see none of their baby pictures. You haven't, you want to be with them and you haven't met anybody that knows them. Yeah. No way to find out. Like, okay, today is Thanksgiving. You didn't go visit their people's home for Thanksgiving not one time. So you think, you think that them claiming to be a woman is catfishing? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily. Think I don't that think no it's more. catfishing, but I think it's on the same. It's on the same field as catfishing. Because first off, when you get into a relationship, you have to get into that relationship. Like, put all your cards on the table. I said it before. Like, we got a homeboy that was about to marry a girl, and a lot of our homeboys, including me, went to his engagement party. And my biggest thing while we was there was like, oh, this shit ain't gonna last because this nigga ain't. This nigga ain't let her see the real him. She yeah. didn't. She didn't let her see his his his, his temper issues. Yeah. Anything. You have to give somebody a chance to accept you for your flaws. You can't hide your flaws and bring them out later. Yeah. Not saying that would be a flaw. That would that would more so be a secret. Mm-hmm. But if you want to deal with somebody, dog, you have to put the cards out there and let them pick, dog. I think that is disgusting for you to not give that person a chance to pick. I I understand that too. I mean, the whole hiding aspect of it is kind of like shady, right? Yeah. That's what that's what turns people off from it. But I'm saying, like, if this person embodies all the physical features that you love in a woman, and they identify as a woman, and y'all have a sexual encounter, and then later they come out and tell you, hey, they show you some old uh, basketball pictures, <laughs> <laughs> little league basketball pictures, when they were dunking and shit. Ah, shit. Probably high school. But yeah, the goddamn fire just popped on this red ass <laughs> nigga. God damn, that's God. Ah, yeah. God, boy, chill out, boy. I'm, Buddha, just, I'm just talking. Buddha telling you, you talking that bullshit. Hell yeah. Buddha but nah. saying, no, you don't need no boy pussy. That's against my fucking law. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying though, like, man, the king want that boy pussy. 
right, so, no ass cheeks, man. So look, let's switch it up just just a tad bit. Yeah. Uh, you meet a girl, you want to smash, you go to smash, she take off her pants, she got a dick takedown. <laughs> what do you do next? See me, I can't deal with the dick. You gotta have a full chop. <laughs> You can't. You gotta have a full chop. Nah, if listen, we, no, if no, we no, even I'm gonna saying, start talking, what do about you this? do though? Like, what do what? you do after you find out this person, this person didn't let you know that they was a trans, and you get to that situation? See, in social, in a social viewpoint, that would make you transphobic. I agree. It would, but as like, far as yeah, it would make you norm. yeah. As like the social. Hold norm. on, before we continue, too, man. Shout out to Delilah. I told Delilah I wasn't gonna talk about no more gay topics. Big King brought this topic up. I just want to put that out yeah, there. Yeah, you know I'm I'm big <laughs> on the gay topics, man. Big gay. <laughs> big gay. <laughs> but nah, I don't feel like you should you should be able to to do that to a person. Like my nigga, tell me before we get to that point. Like it's kind of like <laughs> I was just got them talking to uh two of our homeboys, and one of them niggas was like. Damo, I only say Damo name. I don't ever say nobody else's name. Damo, uh, whenever you're on POF, if they got a TS in front of their name, it's a transsexual. Stop talking to them fucking transsexual. <laughs> <laughs> That's some Damo shit. You know Damo don't know shit about that. Yeah, he don't. Damo don't even understand that type shit. Yeah. But nah, for real though, like, bruh, I think you should tell people shit like that. Like, hey, I just want to let you know. I'm but what a TS. if it's like you're you? You just stumble upon you. You in the club and y'all just meet. Like, what if you just stumble into it? Like, how are they supposed to be like, hey? Like, are they supposed to tell you off did like, yo? I used to be a nigga. In the club, like you know how many, nah, you know how many times that would throw people off though. You give them the number because obviously you feeling like okay, this person, this person came up to me because they're attracted to me. You give yeah. them the number, boom, y'all texting. I think the first conversation y'all have, you should throw that out there. What, Same, if, what if it's just like one night stand booty call type shit? Then you, you just definitely say that before y'all even get sexual. But how would you even introduce that? You just bring it up. It's kind of like I never forget. Um, my homeboy Sean, he uh, he in Texas right now. He had a friend, and he told us that she had herpes, and he was like, "Bro, she always lets people know, like, hey, I have herpes before they even like want to do anything with her." Mm -hmm. I respect that a lot. Cause like I feel like especially STDs are like sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. You should just go ahead and throw that out there and let people know, like, hey, this is what's going on. But is it are we like is that fair to subject them to that type of shit? Like, we don't have to be like, hey, I'm I'm straight. I mean, some things is just it's just left unsaid. See, so the thing is like, we always try to appease the norms, right? The people, everybody who's normal in society, we we're trying to appease them. Yeah. But like, if we didn't have such boundaries on sexuality, I don't even like talking like this. God damn it, I don't like talking like this. You know me. But like, I'm starting to open my mind to like people like that, and I just want to be more open to like life and love in general. Not saying I'm, I'm a fucking trans bitch, but because I'm probably gonna get married to this white girl that I'm with. I've been with for like Aww, ten years. That's so cute. Don't let her know though. That bitch still got to work. I'm the catch. I'm the fucking catch, nigga. But. Zaga Zao. <laughs> Zaga Zao. Hey, for real. <laughs> but nah. Like, 
I've just opened up my mind to this shit. Like, why should they be? Why should they be subjected to that? Like, why should they come out and tell you, "Yo, I used to be a nigga." Like, you fucking with me or not? Like, why should they have to do that? We don't have to be like, "Yo, I only fuck with bitches." So, like, what's up? I mean, because you have to give me that option. All right, this is how I view it. I view it the same way. Like, okay, I used to smoke weed, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a YouTube video about weed, and people gonna find that shit really interesting. But I used to smoke weed. So if I come to your crib and you like to smoke dirties, I like to smoke weed. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me that that's a dirty before I hit it. Now, after you tell me that's a dirty and I decide I want to hit it, that's fine. Yeah. But if you pass me a dirty not telling me and I hit that dirty, nigga, what if I fucking wig the fuck out? True. Let me fucking know before you got them passing to me. Give At least give me that option. And I view that shit the same way when it comes to fucking with a transsexual. It's like, bro, just give me the option, bro. It has nothing to do with being transphobic. It's just, I need to have that option. Because me personally, like, um, I have to know what I'm, what I'm in store for, what I'm willing to deal with. And me, I don't want to deal with that. I'm but, not going to deal with that. But what I'm asking, like, what repels you from being able to fuck with a transsexual woman? Like, is it the fact that you know she used to be a nigga? Even though... She looks like Ashanti. Not this conversation get interesting. Yeah. Um, simply for the fact, because you're honestly talking to somebody that's like open-minded, someone that's not just about to snap and be like, "Nigga, that's that gay shit." <laughs> yeah, I ain't like that. So it's like, okay, I'm attracted to women. Mm-hmm. So visually, you're a woman, but technically, you're not a woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I, me personally. I'm just not with that. If there's a man that is with that, like we was talking earlier, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. Me personally, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. Personally, it's not even from like a like a social standpoint. Personally, I don't want to deal with that. I feel so it's a personal preference. Correct. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with that, bro. I think in society, like we we've created and i mean we as people not me we've created these norms and like we get to the point where we're like hey um you're you're a bad person if you don't want to fuck with a transsexual and it's like nigga when the fuck did that come into play yeah when shit, did that get started shit getting outrageous now yeah like i told you earlier about the whole um what was i saying i was talking about people nowadays are like, I don't want to hear nothing that a heterosexual man has to say. It's like, bro, why would you just marginalize that whole group of people? That's a big group of people. Like, you literally, that's a chunk. That's a chunk of people. Like, let's look at it from a statistical standpoint. Men versus women. There's more women in this world than men. What's the percentage? So let's say the percentage is 40. It's like 40, right? 40% 40% of the world is men, or 30-something, like 39. It's gotten a lot closer, though. Yeah. It's over the years, so it's, like, right. it's kind of close now. So let's say let's say 5% of those men are gay. Mm-hmm. And people don't like to think that. People think that just because, like, you know, um, the gay rights movement is, is, is in the forefront, and I hate to call it that, but the gay rights movement is, is in the forefront. They feel like a lot of people are gay. A lot of people aren't gay. So you mean to tell me you basically wanna you basically wanna silence ninety five percent of men? 
Why would you want to do that? I think the idea is with all that shit, it's just, I don't know what men did because like I was saying earlier, dog, I live in a generation of bitch ass niggas. And like, I really don't feel like this is us. I think they really just mad at past generations of men. Cause like most, most niggas I know is like soft as fuck. They not like that whole, my bitch better be barefoot cooking dinner when I get home and pregnant. You know what I'm saying? That's like some, that's an old school of thought. That's not like, that's like my pops generation. That's a boomer thought. And even they might not even really necessarily been like that. It might've been before them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I just think, uh, a lot of that anger towards heterosexual males comes from like past, you know, grievances towards women. Like niggas nowadays, I, I like, I don't, I rarely see niggas like treating a bitch like shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to say bitch, but I just say I'm, my bad. Oh no, I say bitch. <laughs> I know, right? I can't help. That's another thing I'm changing when I turn thirty. I'm doing a video on that also. I'm not saying bitch when I when I turn thirty. I'm not saying bitch or nigga no more. Trust I'm me. still saying bitch, and I'm gonna do a whole video on why I use the word bitch. For real, I'm gonna do a whole video. I gotta, I gotta tell you that. I think, I think people have a good understanding of me once they, once they hear me talk about that as a subject. Yeah. Because a lot of people are just like, oh, this nigga just got them dumb as fuck. That's why he talk like that. He's ignorant as hell. Nah. Because I'll say a little bit of it right now. Words, words are just words. It just depends on the context of it. Like a lot of people hear you say the word bitch and they automatically think like it's just a bad thing. It's like, bro, I, I use the word nigga too. You know what I'm saying? And, bro, you know, I'm the prime example of why I think nigga isn't a horrible word, but I see why our grandparents would think it's a horrible word. It's just, it's different time periods for us. It's weird, too, because our our generation puts a huge emphasis on um, language. Like, there was a time where words were just words. Like We used to use idiot, we used to use moron, and mm -hmm. it uh, defines someone's, like, mental capacity. Mm-hmm. Now it's like that's a horrible word. You don't use it's that. It's a slur. Yeah, you don't you use tell. midget. Mm -hmm. And it's like, bro, we put a so huge emphasis on language. Nigga? I don't know why we put such a like a big a big spotlight on language. Language is power now. So like, if you control the words a person says, but that's a, that's the thing. Because here's the thing, I I'm starting to understand that a lot of people. I'm gonna be honest. We, you know how we think we're smarter than people of past generations. Yeah. We think this generation is just getting smarter because we know how to use fucking computers and iPhones and shit. I think we're a little bit dumber simply because our, I don't think our vernacular or our vocabulary is like nowhere near what people used to talk like. So now we find so much power in language. Like, if you call somebody a certain word, or you say a certain word to somebody, that word defines who they are or it defines their existence right yeah so they have to fight you back on it like we call a black person a nigga or whatever the fuck or you call a gay person a fag or whatever the fuck that word is so powerful it draws so much attention that like it defines somebody's existence but that never like back in the day like when my parents or like my grandparents were trying to eat at diners and shit and they got called a nigga it was just like it was a shrug of the shoulder like so what are you talking about you know yeah. now it's like the utmost sin to do it you know what i'm saying even though it kind of should be like you should be like that towards people it's just weird how much language has taken the forefront of what of power it's like 
speech is what you like you now speech can be determined as violent and uh, an act of violence against somebody it's weird yeah i said it on podcast before that mm-hmm. verbal abuse isn't real yeah now we have verbal abuse i don't know and where people, that came. people was going at me about that and yeah. i was like bro i literally will debate that shit to the end because mm-hmm. like i don't believe verbal abuse is real like don't get me wrong there there is words that you can use and things that you can say to people that's hateful but at the end of the day my nigga i can walk away from those words yeah now physical abuse that shit doesn't compare if you overpower me physically i can't just walk away you've overpowered me mm-hmm. verbally i can walk away and people are like no nah, that's that's ignorant because sometimes you can't just walk away my nigga you can walk away bro a word words can you can shrug a word off you can't shrug a punch off correct so it's like you and don't to, and never let someone have that much power over you yeah because that's like oh if a word has that much control over you like i don't know if you i don't even know if you're stable enough to walk around in society yeah i battle with that with the n-word yeah because it the thing is that's the, the most polarizing word of all time yeah, so I, I've always been the person, like, you use the N-word as a, a, a white person. I'm automatically offended, and I'm willing to go the whole nine yards to defend that. Now it's like, hmm, I'm going to speak about this, but I'm not going to speak about it in a violent tone. I'm not going to be like, hey, don't say no shit like that. Yeah. I'm going to tell them, like, hey, excuse me, I'm offended by that, if you don't mind not using that around me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm to that point now. Like, I've matured to that point. And I know you've seen me numerous times, probably. Yeah. And I was on some shit like, hey, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, I've outgrown that. And simply for the fact, like, I don't want to say I blame it on rap music, but I blame it on fucking rap music. It's like, bro, how can I tell this person not to say the N-word when the N-word is in every rap song? Exactly. So when that word comes up, they just in the, in the moment and they mm-hmm. blurt it out. It's like, bro, that's a song. I can't really go in on it. Exactly. It's like, it's nothing you can do, really. Cause like, Same thing with the bitch shit. It's like, so YG say bitch, and you singing alone or that, we all singing alone. But as soon as we get done, and I use bitch in a context that's like not offensive at all, but you're offended anyway. But YG just said it on the song. Bitch? That's yeah. my favorite word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I understand, bro. Shout out to Short. That fire be popping like a motherfucker. But yeah, moving on a little bit. It's a topic I really want to talk about. Um, me and Blue actually had an interesting conversation. And we was talking about... Uh, kind of like Blue was saying that minimum wage should equal a certain number that's significant to rent. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I think it should. But at the same time, Blue Hole's theory is about it was on some shit like um you know minimum wage should be like twenty dollars an hour or something and rent should be like 500 and i was explaining to him how inflation works mm-hmm. who doesn't understand inflation but um after we got done talking about that i started thinking about it a little bit more and i was like you know what minimum wage is low as fucking rent does keep going up minimum wage hasn't went up in like what almost 10 years because yeah, i actually remember when minimum wage was five dollars i remember when, when, when it was five or five i remember when it was uh 515 i remember when it was 525 
I think it went from 520, uh, 550 to right up to 725, and it's still 725. Mm -hmm. That was years ago. I think that was 2008. It's been a long time since it went up. Look, I remember when it went up, and niggas thought they was rich. Yeah. And back then, that was like, that was, that was decent money. But you hear, but see, <laughs> you hear everyone talking about, uh, oh, if minimum wage goes up to $16, I'm about to goddamn go back to fast food. Mm -hmm. And it's like, bro, that's not how the economy is going to work, though. Mm -hmm. And it can't work like that, realistically. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what will happen if minimum wage does go up. If minimum wage does go up, jobs are cut. Because the thing is, corporations will do anything, anything necessary. So their bottom line. Yeah, for their bottom line. So the thing is, if minimum wage is fucking 15 bucks or whatever the fuck people want to raise it to, all they're going to do is... um. I think 12 is a healthy number. I think 12 is decent, yeah. 12 is... See, people say livable wage. Livable is matches whatever lifestyle you live. If you're a single man living in a studio apartment, 12 bucks is decent. I think I think a studio apartment should be four fifty. I think a two bedroom should be six fifty, and a, and a one bedroom yeah. should be about five fifty. Yeah. Our seven hundred. We can put it at seven hundred. Yeah. If you're getting paid, if you're getting paid twelve hundred dollars every two weeks, I think, I think you should. I think you can survive off of your rent being six hundred dollars. Yeah. More than survive, actually. And the thing is, is like. If if that wage does go up and jobs will be lost because corporations are always trying to, they're not going to sacrifice profits. All they're going to do is take a bunch of those jobs, get rid of them, cut down, downsize a lot, and um, you know they're gonna they're gonna put that weight on a few people. Cause see, when Obama, here's the thing: a lot of people didn't realize when Obama had got the minimum or he had got the unemployment rate down so low. All he did was create a bunch of part-time jobs. Yeah. So, like, everybody was working part-time jobs instead of getting full-time jobs and having full-time benefits. But he yeah. also had Obamacare, so it kind of, like, they felt like it balanced out as far mm -hmm. as benefits were. Yeah. So it's like, but then the thing is, well, that's a whole other conversation, but, like, oh, it, there's, there are ways to make it look like everybody's working and living decently, and they really aren't. That's the trick with America. Is like, um, like I said, if corporations realize it's going up to fifteen dollars an hour, they're just gonna, they're just gonna have two. Either they're gonna fire a bunch of people, or they're gonna have two guys work part time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Each at fifteen bucks an hour, which if you average it up, it's like seven fifty for each guy for a full time guy. That equals one guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like they find ways around shit. That's what a lot of people don't realize. When there was no minimum wage, pretty much everybody was employed. That's the thing. So it's like, is the issue unemployment rate or is the issue people's livability in this society? Like, And the issue is people's livability in this society. I'm going to be real with you. I think it's one of those things where people are just lazy as fuck and they want a lot for nothing. Mm -hmm. Like I was watching videos about socialism and I try to explain this to people all the time because... I don't know if you know, bro, but a lot of a lot of our peers don't even know what the fuck socialism is. They don't truly know what it is. Yeah, they, I mean, if they know it at all. Mm -hmm. 
And I try to explain that to them, like, bro, socialism is something that's super evil. And they're like, no, nigga, how can you say something like that is evil? Like, the system that we have in place right now is so bad that you should be willing to, you know, try anything. And I'm like, I'm like, um, bro, nah, like, the system we have right now is probably the best. Mm-hmm. Out of out of any ideal that anyone can present, and then they think about other countries, and they're like, "Yeah, these other countries, they're doing this, they're doing that," and it's like, bro, Canada healthcare isn't free. Yeah, they feel like, oh, Canada has free healthcare. It's not free, bro. There's there are wages being garnished in that motherfucker that you don't even you don't even see. It's mm-hmm. like people are being. Uh, the thing about living in a socialist economy and a socialist society, and first thing about Canada, they don't have, they don't have 300 million people in their economy. Yeah, this is one of the things that I, uh, I'm my homeboy, because socialism does work for small villages. Yeah, it works for small countries. It works because it, that's a very controllable size economy. Like when you have this fucking giant, massive machine economy like the American economy, it's like it's hard to implement socialism and make it work because the thing is is like you have we have the largest corporations on the face of this planet you have to incentivize them enough to even stay here now if you're over if you're overtaxing those guys what's going to keep them here and keep yeah. them not going to china or switzerland or whatever the fuck wherever the fuck country you know what i'm saying it's like when you have those small ass fucking populations of people because the thing is the reason why you would have to tax those people so much is because there's so many fucking people here correct you know what I'm saying? Like, you, if you're fueling the whole entire economy, they're gonna have to tax you a lot, even Bruh, if you're Jeff Bezos. You know, I got asked a question uh, last week. The question was slim. Why the fuck do you think America is just so great? And I told them straight up. I said, "Don't get me wrong. Me as an entrepreneur, um, I've been through hell, and I'm gonna go through even more hell. I probably can't even foresee. Mm-hmm. But what I love so much about it is, I have that choice." I have that choice of being great or not being shit. Mm-hmm. I feed off of competition. Yeah. I feel like most people hate competition. Like, it's the scariest shit in the world to them. A lot of people are scared of competition. That's a, that's another thing with us. I don't even like... I critique millennials so much, but just because I want us to be better. Because we're so... We're awesome. Yeah. Like, we're literally the most... We're I think we're the best generation ever, but we're so soft and, like... We just avoid that competitive nature that is it is natural to this planet. Like you live in nature. Like if the world wants to shits, it's all comp- competition. Mm-hmm. Who can who can survive? Who can gain food? Who, who can outlast the next? Who can outlast the next person? Who can beat the shit that's trying to kill them? Like it's like we're always competitive. That's it's natural to where we where we are. Like you know what I'm saying in our in our evolution like we had to compete to get here to be the top of the food chain so it's like it's it's natural to us like competition you should never shy away from that shit it's just part of it but we've we've tried so hard to put that shit to the side our entire lives because you live in a soft society it, it softens the people yeah and the men become soft and the women become soft and it's like nobody really knows how to do what's necessary to survive anymore that's another crazy thing too. I think I think men are just getting way weaker. I told you earlier, and I think you disagreed, but I feel like 
women just keep getting stronger as we keep going and men are getting weaker not saying men 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 are weaker than women because i don't think that's the i don't think that's what's going on uh, i would like to believe that we're at an even playing field especially today but men are like getting super soft and like like you said earlier if you uh want to speak on that about how like it depends on different ways you look at it. You can look at it from our standpoint. You can look at it from a woman's standpoint. And they'll say, well, men are getting better because as far as emotional, emotional IQ and shit goes, mm -hmm. we are getting better with that as well. Yeah. As men, especially like guys my age, we're definitely, we're definitely not our fathers. Definitely not. Correct. And like when I look at my mom and dad's relationship versus mine and Katie's relationship, there's a lot more communication. She holds a lot more say-so in this shit. And like she has, she holds just more, like more, even more say so in it than I do. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, if you're being real about the shit. Yeah. So, I feel like uh, men, as a, as you know, a, a species of the human race, we've always fucking pretty much adjusted to what women wanted. Like uh, women don't realize how important they are to men, because women kind of pretty much. Di dictate uh, the evolutionary biology and the behavior of people. Like, they breed in what they want. If they want strong, aggressive men, all they have to do is get with a strong, aggressive man and create his children. His children will most likely be stronger and more aggressive. If she bred with a weaker, more docile man, her children will be more weaker and more docile. So the women... Magic Johnson. <laughs> Hey, maybe. No, I'm saying, like, what about Magic Johnson? Hey, I don't know much about Magic, but from what I can tell, Magic is not the most aggressive, dominant guy of all time. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about when women were going for cavemen. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm with you. And then, I only I only ask you that because you know Magic Johnson has a has a son that's mm -hmm. like flamboyantly gay. Yeah. What's his name? BJ? Something? MJ? I think something? it's EJ. EJ? Something? I don't know though. I could be wrong. I don't fucking know. But yeah, the, the bottom line of that is like girls will girls will breed with whatever is necessary for them and necessary for their survival. There was a time where men were necessary to be aggressive and strong and overbearing when we had to survive teeth and nail, you know what I'm saying? Fight and claw. And now it's not necessary. So what do women want more? What will help their survival? They choose men who are more docile, men who will listen and more and more emotional a compatible partner, you know yeah. and I think over the years, and that's why I say it changes, like men, are, you can't say men are necessarily getting weaker, but we're not as high fuel testosterone we're not getting better or worse, it depends because like it's always, like I said, it's always been dictated by women, even though they don't realize it. women mate in what they want and they breathe that into the bloodline and like now i said earlier just like now how it's it's one of those things where it's like yeah we need to silence heterosexual men mm -hmm. and it's like bro when the fuck did this shit become a thing and i'm starting to hear it more that's why i'm talking about it more is i don't see the thing is i've been out of the loop i used to be really heavy into like knowing what's going on in the social culture and like all this social justice shit and like figuring out what's going on but it's, it seems like it's spinning out of control, right? It's spun out of control so much that I can't even acknowledge it. I feel like a lot of people are getting to this point, though. Like, they're not acknowledging it anymore. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's going to lose its steam. 
It's because it's always been kind of nut, a little nutty, you know? And we've always kind of known it a little bit. We always known, you know, some of the shit had a little bit of, they had a couple of valid points, but we always known it been a little nutty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, um, I don't know what the fuck people be talking about, dog. I'm just gonna be honest, bro. I be trying to, like, <laughs> get a good understanding of it. Mm-hmm. That shit don't be goddamn working, bro. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck do you really want? Like, what's your ideal of a man? Like, I wish we had a woman on here right now to explain it to us. Like, what's your ideal man? Like, you want a man that's high in emotional IQ, high in intellect, and, you know, you basically want Jesus. Who the fuck is Jesus? I think a lot of women just like women. Yeah, I think so, too. I think women like women. I'm going to be Whenever honest. I see a woman that's with a man that's that's more so like them... I'm like, why not just be with a woman? Mm-hmm. It just makes more sense. Because you're starting to see now that it's we're not really necessary for their survival now. Yeah, correct. Like, they can live in their apartment and not worry about fucking eating food and really hunting. In modern civilization. Yeah, in modern civilization. They don't really, we're not really useful. But we're useful in ways, like, we're useful in, like, protecting the household and shit like that. But, like... They can do that themselves, honestly. Some, you know, but it comes down to usefulness. I feel like a lot of we're kind of wearing out how useful we are in this generation, in this day and age. So, like, men have to kind of repurpose themselves. We're all we're so used to. But see, I don't even think that's more so gender specific. I think it's one of those things where it's like, um, no matter who you're with, somebody has to bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. Relationships where. You know, it's womp-sided. Those those relationships normally don't last. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. But I think more people are willing to sacrifice other traits to get the trait that they ultimately want. Mm-hmm. Which is, if you ultimately want someone that's more emotional, then of course you're going to sacrifice a lot more things. Yeah. The shit's getting less, more lopsided than it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it used to be guys do this, girls do this. Now it's like, hey, if you want to be the provider, you can, and I'll take care of the kids. And people make agreements like that now. So, you know, I don't think it's necessarily good or bad. I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't know how it'll end or how it will affect us in the future or whether that testosterone will be necessary. You know, who knows? Because, like, you know. It's a war on toxic masculinity. Masculinity, masculinity I mean. Yeah, masculinity (laughs) as a whole. That toxic masculinity shit is crazy, nigga. Why the fuck would people want to beef with masculinity? That just amazes the fuck out of me. I mean, it makes sense. Hell nah. I'm not with that shit. If if because the thing is like I'm not saying it makes sense like that it happens but I'm saying it makes sense that people will give this negative connotation of like masculinity yeah and making it making it something it's not that's what I've always fought against is like like they think masculinity is like asshole behavior and like you know the the objectification of women and it, it's not any of that you know. 
And it's like, to act like femininity is so divine, but it can also be asshole behavior. You know? Correct. So like We what, talk about that all the time yeah. as far as like, you know, when we speak about our mothers. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a lot of traits that they have that it's very detrimental to us. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you don't want no mother that's self-centered. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's to the point where when you really need her, like, is she going to be there for you? Mm-hmm. So it's like, that could be considered quote-unquote toxic. And that's another word I want to eliminate in 2020. I want us to stop fucking saying toxic, and I want us to stop weaponizing mental health. Yeah. I meant to say that on IG. I, I went on a whole rant about shit that needs to get eliminated in 2020. I should have said those two. Cause those my, I think those are my top two right there. The word toxic and weaponizing mental health. Everything is not mental health. Like that Summer Walker shit. My nigga, if y'all really falling for that shit, thinking like her mental health is the reason why she's a bad performer, no, she's just a bad performer. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with no fucking mental health. I don't know why. Uh, I think that really got big with black people. Like, I told you, Charlemagne was monetizing that. Making it cool. Fuck that nigga. But there, there are certain people who actually deal with that. Yeah. And I don't... That's why I never, like, truly get into it. Because I don't know what anybody's really going, in, going through. But... I'ma just say straight up, I don't know how people feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what they're going through in their life. I'm a I try to keep my mouth closed about it on the mental health aspect, because that's really touching with people. Correct. Like niggas, there's some niggas that are smiling in your face and about to kill themselves. And it's kinda like And then there's some people who were sad every day and you know damn well they ain't they ain't depressed, they want attention. It's yeah. just there's just different um I say it all the time like um one of my biggest flaws was not understanding how certain people take situations different it's mm-hmm. kind of like something that doesn't bother me maybe the worst shit in the world to another person and I wish I understood that earlier on mm-hmm. so it's like the whole mental health thing that's one of them yeah well I wanna I wanna ask you a question though what's up since we celebrating this uh, fine pagan holiday today of Thanksgiving I want to ask you what are you thankful for you know in this in this time in your life what am I thankful for yeah. those are questions I don't think about I'm going to be honest with you so this right here is coming off the dome I'm thankful for growth I'm thinking I'm thankful for where I'm where I am right now not being dead not being in jail not being a statistic Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm thankful for just having the will to just keep going. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for the people that are in my life that help me keep going. Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful for the knowledge of knowing that it's bigger than just me mm-hmm. and that this world doesn't revolve around me. Honestly, I wake up every day and I'm surrounded, excuse me, I'm surrounded in a world of people that's just self-centered as fuck. I'm able to feel better about myself, separating myself from those people, knowing that I'm not a self-centered person. Yeah. That's my biggest thing that I'm happy about as far as myself. I'm happy that I'm not self-centered. Mm. Really just thankful for life, dog. Thankful I'm almost 30 years old. I plan to live a long life. Um, I plan to change some things. Things are gonna keep changing. I honestly was just thinking about the podcast we did at the beginning of the year, the new year, new me. Mm-hmm. And I was just such <laughs> I was in I was in a positive uh, place. Mm-hmm. I was just so happy 
I just couldn't wait to like get on to this journey. And right now it's one of them things where it's like, I'm not even that person anymore. <laughs> For real, yeah. and that wasn't even a and year life ago. Is, life is highs and lows, ain't it? Yeah, it's that like, shit wasn't crazy. even a year ago and I'm not even that person no more. Yeah. I'm totally different now. And the thing is, you'll, you'll grow from this. Yeah. Life, that's the thing, is like, it continues to go on. Don't give up on it. Like, so many people give up on it. Continue on, man. Like, it'll always get better. Yeah, me and Stan was talking about that on the podcast we did, and um, it just it just made a lot of sense, man. And, like, when you talk to somebody like Stan, and, you, and you know, he tells you everything he goes through, and to be able to see him, him still going, it's like, I really have no place to be sitting here like down about my situations. Yeah. People go through a lot. Yeah. And it'll make you, we all grow from shit like that, man. Yeah. You know, I don't even know Stan like that, but I, I appreciate that man's journey just listening to it, you know? Yeah. I appreciate your journey, just seeing it, vis- you know, visualize it. I've seen, I've seen you in your highs and lows. You see me in my highs and lows, you know? It's beautiful. The journey of life is beautiful, man. That's why, why when we talk about that word humble, mm-hmm. um, that's why I don't like when people talk about like being humble like it's a bad thing or something. Because it's like I pride myself in being humble because what you just said, like nigga, I done had highs, I done had lows. Mm-hmm. At at my highs I felt super high. Mm-hmm. At my low I felt super low. But it's kinda like I always wanna be at that perfect balance. Mm-hmm. Like that in between. I don't wanna be that person that's like low but pretending to be high. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person that's high and pretending to be low, trying mm-hmm. to manipulate others. I just want to be that perfect balance, and I feel like that's where I am right now. I'm that perfect balance. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what happens next for me, I'm always that perfect balance. But I'm very, you know, I'm very excited for what's coming next. Yeah, it's always gonna get better, bro. That's that's the thing about life, and I would never give on the give up on the journey just because this shit is so exciting. Like, yeah. Just to breathe. I would never want to hit the lotto for a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. I like this process right here. Yeah. The, the, I, I want to be able to kick back mm-hmm. at my award acceptance and shed and shed real passionate tears. Yeah. I want to be able to do that. I don't want to just stumble upon a hundred million dollars and just be like, "Damn, what's next?" Yeah. The story and the journey is what makes it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, it's crazy. This life you live in experience separates you from others mm-hmm. what about you though what you think before this year just uh stability and getting back on my feet and, you know. i feel like that's super underrated stability is super underrated and i recently found that out i was like damn slim you always took that shit for granted because you was always able to pay your bills mm-hmm. <laughs> just waking up and having all your bills paid Oh man, that's such an underrated feeling, it dog. Really is, dog. I finally seen. I finally see now why why everyone always said that. Because I normally would hear people say that, and I used to be like, "Nigga, you talk about that like that's just the best thing in the world." Mm-hmm. But honestly, now I'm like, "Damn, bro, <laughs> that is good." <laughs> like just waking up, like, and all your bills is paid. Mm-hmm. Even if even if you only got fifty dollars in your bank account, and all your bills paid. Uh, paid. It's still just such a wonderful feeling. It really is, man. Just, I don't know. A lot of people, it's hard to pursue stability in, in a dream at the same time. But if at all possible, try.
try it. Hell yeah. Because, like, the thing is, like, the thing about pursuing, see, the thing is, like, everybody wants to live their dreams, but nobody wants to take that leap. That's what I always, like, admire you about is, like, taking leaps and taking jumps and taking falls. I've never been the one to try to do that because at the end of the day, I've never, you know, I've always had to look out for people beyond myself first, and I've never had the courage to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why it's admirable to see somebody who does it. It takes a lot, though. though. Win, lose, or draw, you know? It takes a lot. Yeah. It happens, though. That's why I never, you know, no matter how bad it gets, somebody who, anybody who thinks like that never get discouraged. Because that is the life of someone who is truly living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when I, look I can't at, wait to be that old man to be able to tell people, like, what I've been through and mm-hmm. how I came and also be able to give that advice, especially a lot of advice that I've never had from someone because, honestly, I don't even know nobody that, that's, that, that has done what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I can't wait till the day I do meet someone that's done what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And I got a million questions for them. But, yeah, man, life is a beautiful journey, dog. It is. Life is a journey. For real. Shit crazy. Anything else you uh want to hit on before we wrap this up? Not really, man. I just, uh, yeah, I appreciate life, man. Appreciate these times, you know, these good times. We'll look back when we old as shit, 80 years old, and just think about these types of shit and these talks we had, you know. Life man. is about experiences, man. Yeah. Make sure y'all experience some shit. I'm very, I'm very thankful for the experiences. Yeah. Good or bad, bro. Yeah. They all they all teach. For real. But yeah, man, this was another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. Featuring Big King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's from D- Duval, not from Duval. Zaga Zal. Zaga Zal. Hey, we gotta play that song. That's the that's the dopest shit of all time. Oh, that's the theme song, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, this is another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. We Zaza. out. Zaza. We out. Yikes. Ooh, Zaza. <laughs> hey, that's hey. your hardest fucking. Zach, 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 Zach. 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 Zach, Zach, Zach.